And welcome back to week nine of the Survivor Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Steve. A new voice is bringing you in this week. Uh, Riley couldn't make it here tonight, so I'm taking over the podcast. I'm taking over the hosting duties. I'm going to lead in hosting our wonderful podcast. Uh, We had a kind of a crazy week this week. A lot of drama, a lot of stuff to break down, a lot of stuff to talk about. And I'm excited, and well, I'm not excited, but I'm saddened to invite our latest evictee onto the podcast, our lowest scorer of the week. How are we doing? Uh, you know what? I, I can't say I'm too surprised because I've been predicting myself to go home for the past few weeks. Um, so it is what it is. <laughs> there you go. Spoiler <laughs> alert. I lied. It's Riley. He's here. He's on the pod. I'm here. Just a guest I'm here. <laughs> uh, so I'll be leading the way. Um, I mean, it was very, I mean, me and you have been talking about it kind of on the pod for a while now, uh, that our teams were pretty much in pretty bad shape and we're probably going to go home soon. We both thought we were going to be the ones going home last week and we somehow survived. And now here we are. (laughs) We're, I think the two lowest scores this week, if I had to, if I remember off the top of my head correctly, even Dan's team just smoked us. Um, so what were your initial reactions uh, as the week was playing out? Um, so, again, I thought I was going to be relatively okay, not only because of Dan's team, number one, but also uh, Ben Wiener's team, who, like, wasn't uh, wasn't projected to score that many points either, as well as Tim's team, who had a bunch of good guys on by that we were talking about. And I thought I would be okay. I thought, like, I had just enough guys to make it through. Uh, I, I will say I was definitely worried because Chubb was on by, um, and that ended up being a kiss of death for me. I, ironically, because I spent so much money on him and I couldn't improve my team because of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I was going to bring that up later on. I think that just ended up being the, the death blow. It's like, it's, it's weighing whether or not dropping your entire load of fab on like a top guy is worth it or not. I think we're starting to see, like, with some of the guys who are getting eliminated now, it's, like, not worth it with Liam doing that last week and Dalvin and then having really no fab to work with. And now you with Chubb, back-to-back weeks. It's, like, it's just so hard to improve your team at that point. All right, so I will say, because I actually have been thinking about this, I stand by the move, and I think I would have been okay if not for the fact that um, John T stole Derrick Henry from me a few weeks ago. I right. think that is what is really the thing that screwed me over. And it just finally took to not having him or Chubb to really like put that point home. Yeah. And especially with how good he's been doing too. Yeah, exactly. I think if I had, if I still had him, I think I'd still be in the game. I think, I don't think there's any, there's no doubt in my mind about that, even though I didn't do the math, but I, I will say. Prob- I mean, it probably would have been way closer between you and myself. That's for sure. Uh, my, yeah. my team also pretty much shit the bed again. Uh, nothing new there. But uh, you bring up you bring up uh, interesting man. Uh, I think he's somebody we need to talk about, John T. Um, I know he had some shenanigans going on this whole week. Uh, do you want to talk about anything that went on between him and Matt's team or anything at all? Yeah, so, I mean, him and Dan uh, were basically trading players back and forth, back and forth, to just to ensure that um, Dan actually could have a de- few decent players to finally actually score some points with. Um, which, again, like, I can't say I'm too mad about it because they were together on the ch- team for the challenge. If it was just, like, some random 
alliance, I think I would have been a little bit more hurt and angered by it. Um, especially because how I've had John T's treated me in the game so far already. <laughs> um, but I actually I I wasn't there was no sour grapes over that as much as I was just like I couldn't even process like what was happening because I feel like there was a new like small trade with them every few like hours during a day. I just be like Michael Carter for Gabe Davis, like what is happening? And it's just like I, I can't even focus well, on yeah, this. Like, like, I'm just pretty work, much it'd be like it'd be like noon. John T's like, you push this trade through. I'm like, okay. And then it's like two PM, can you push this trade through? I'm like, what's going on? Like I'm Yeah, like, literally. And it's just like nonsense players. It was like barely anyone who mattered. Yeah. I mean, it, it ended up working out, though. I mean, he, Dancy put up 140 points, which is crazy. I know. All, all the scheming did work out. Like, he outscored most of the teams in the league. Yeah, no, definitely. And honestly, like, I, I guess that's a good point for me to kind of shift into host mode a little bit is, it. I mean, I don't know about you. I Maybe it's tough for you to say because you're still in the game and now that I'm an outsider, but John T is running away with this game in my eyes in a, in a large way. He's uh. He's made. He's only made really strong moves, unlike a lot of people who I think have tried to make big moves and kind of struck out. Including someone we'll talk about a little bit later in this podcast. But um, yeah, I've been really impressed with how John T's been playing so far, and I would say everyone should watch out for him because he'll definitely have my vote at the end of the game. No, yeah, I mean he definitely. He not only has the best team, he's played the best game, and it's not even that close. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, that's what. That's where this game will get interesting when it gets down to the wire for sure, and how everything plays out. I, I bet. Yeah, um, I, I mean, again, like just going back to my team, I really can't say I'm uh, too surprised. I the problem is, is like this happens to me in fantasy every single year. I feel like I end up just relying on guys who like are too good not or like have too big of names not to start, or like and like if you drop them, everyone would be like, "Why? What's wrong with you?" So like, I ended up playing with Kyle Pitts and and Clyde Edwards-Alaire. And and all these other guys were had just James like, Connor. no, no, I was not going to fall. I did not want to be involved with that. He had twelve points. So it could have helped. It could have helped. Actually, could you imagine if if that's I, lost? <laughs> yeah, I was like, you want to borrow James Connor, and then I lose because you borrowed James Connor. <laughs> yeah, it's like when Sandra gave Denise the idol, and then Denise really? voted her out. <laughs> um. But yeah, no, I mean, I, I I can't say I'm too surprised, and it, it's really just the bye week that kind of screwed me over, I think. No, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it was that, and then a combination of like just, I don't, I think Matt's team honestly would have outperformed yours, like even without some of the additions too. Like some of his guys just did that pretty that well. I don't even know. It would have been way closer, put it that way. Like your team didn't do well, and like his went off, but I think it could have been very close even without some of those transactions. Yeah, probably. Um, I will say something funny. I, I guess I could bring up for uh for this episode is, um, like s- Sunday at like eleven forty five, like right before um, like the games are about to start. Uh, I like put Clyde Edwards Alaire in my lineup as the flex, and I got a text from Ben Weiner, and he was like, "Hey, like maybe you should try to find somebody else to like put in your flex," and I was like. In my head, I'm like, I understand like why he's trying to come from because he's like we're technically on the same team and he wants to try to score more points. But also, I was like, is this like some sort of reverse psychology? Because like <laughs> at the time, he was projected to score lo- less points than I was, and I was like, no, no, I think I'm going to stick with Clyde edwards alaire I don't know. And then yeah, I I ended up dropping Tyler Algier for, for Clyde edwards alaire 
and Tyler Algier ended up going like off, semi off. I think he scored like I know he wasn't starting. Yeah, yeah. It, it, uh, literally, dude. Like, I need you or somebody just next time next season. If I even consider drafting Clyde Edwards Elaire or anything, <laughs> I need someone to just like literally hit me over the head with like a, a I mean, frying pan. Did it in like three different leagues this year again. <laughs> it screws me over every single freaking time. I've been doing it since he, he was a literal rookie. Like that guy has just caused me trauma. <laughs> oh my god, it's so sad. I'll never learn. I'll never learn. That's the sad part. Is there uh, is there anyone else uh, in the league that you're unhappy with currently? Um, a little bit you, a little bit of you. I'm not gonna lie, because uh, you're making you a couple. You the you're making a couple trades for with uh with Ben Weiner right down at at the end again just to boost some of Ben Weiner's points. Um, I still don't know if it actually would have made a difference, but and th- at the time I was sure upset. Yeah. So, um, no. so these were, I, I understand why they seem sketchy, but my deal with Matt, I sent him Brady and someone else, I think, um, and I sent Wiener Juju for CD. Both of these involved caveats for myself. It wasn't just like loaning the players for them to do good. Um, it was if their tribe wins, I get five dollars of their fab and. Um, they would try not to target my players if we were the lowest scorers and like force drop areas type of things. Um, mm-hmm. And since John T and Dan's tribe won, I did get five bucks fab out of it, which is like solid uh, just for a loaning of a player. It wasn't just like, a, oh, like I need you to do better. They they gave me solid offers and pair. I was like, oh, like if I get five dollars fab, I basically set it up where I got fab either way, no matter who. Yeah. So that was uh, where it was on my end because I didn't put that in the chat. There was really no reason. Um, but yeah, so there was stuff in it for my end. It wasn't just like, oh, like I want them to do better. Yeah, no, I, I, I know it, it was just like in that exact moment, I was just like, oh, Steve, like screw you. <laughs> like, but like, yeah, it definitely makes sense that after I heard that and everything is fine. No, I mean, I, I just to like close the book, I think a little bit on myself is like, I really didn't play that great of a game. I like, because I, I had like zero dollars in fob and like, my whole thing was tied to at the time, like two elite running backs and like the Bucks receiving core. There wasn't a lot of moves I could really make, and I was never gonna be like the top scorer every any week, no matter what. So there's no way for me to gain fob. So like even even if I somehow got to the end, I didn't really have anything to be proud of enough to win. So yeah. I'm honestly kind of happy I got to go home earlier rather than actually have to be like a goat at the end. Cause I'll play better next year though. Well, you could be like me and have spent maybe like three hundred total dollars of fab and gotten literally nothing out of any of the players. So <laughs> I've spent it on like Darren Waller, Jonathan Taylor, Najee Harris, like all these guys who just don't even play for my team. James Conner, I spent a bunch on. Dalvin Cook was like okay last week. Like none of my guys. My entire starting lineup is basically guys still from who I drafted, which is like kind of crazy. So, that is that is crazy. Uh, but yeah, um, anything else uh, as a guest you uh, have to say or anything about uh, your elimination? No, no. Again, uh, I just was always proud of myself because I think I was projected to go home like pretty much every single week at, for the last like month and a half. And I, I somehow just kept squeaking by. So I'm proud of the game I played. I like some of the moves I put together. And I, I'm, I still stand by the Nick Chubb thing. And I think if this is just finally – the uh the steal a player thing coming back to finally bite me. So yeah, um I, I, I'm I gonna go about that for a second. I think that is ultimately uh what 
was your downfall. It sucks. <laughs> yeah, had had to happen at some point. I, you know, like you don't, you can't just lose a player as good as Derrick Henry and just feel like there's no repercussions. So yeah, you fought through it well. You survived as long as you could, and then eventually yep. caught up to you. Yeah. And if you had Fab, like after you lost Henry, maybe, but like at that point, yeah. Yeah, exactly. My game was over. It just it was just drawn out a little bit. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you for joining me. Um, I appreciate you hopping on as a guest. Um, and we'll catch up with you next time, maybe next year. All right. Yeah, sounds good. Oh, by the way, everybody, uh, I'm not doing another one of these episodes because I'm out of it, so I don't care anymore. So, <laughs> bye. Quit. All right. And there you have it. There is our guest, Riley. Um, oh, oh, uh, our host. Uh, I'm getting a call from our host, our host, <laughs> Riley. Uh, here he is. Riley, were you missed our interview. Where were you? Oh, sorry. Sorry. I, I had to give an interview on a different podcast. Oh, okay. Um, no worries. No worries. Uh, you just missed the interview. So uh, we still have the whole rest of the podcast ahead of us. Uh, great. Yeah. So I'm sure you're really looking forward to it. Um, guest, uh, our last guest was really upset about some things that happened and said he was never going to hop on the pod again. But um, I'm glad you're back. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm excited to break it down. Mostly because I just want to talk about the stupid nonsense that happened today. That's the main thing. Yeah. So you know what? We'll we'll recap last week's event first. We'll get that out of the way because there's actually a lot of stuff uh, with this I wanted to talk about. Um, last week's event obviously was lowest score uh, was eliminated. We already went through all of that. Uh, the challenge itself was uh, the tribes. We were broken up into three tribes. Um, the tribe with the highest score got to force somebody from the lowest uh, scoring tribe to drop a player. And that player would never be allowed to be rostered again. Um, the tribe with the lowest score was Riley, Wiener, and JP. Riley was out, so his tribe was off limits. Um, and then that's where the chaos ensued. Uh, it was between dropping a player from Wiener or JP's team. And, I mean, I, I'm i still very confused. I still don't really understand what the fuck's going on. This is still a mess. Uh, we're going to talk about it live and kind of break down some stuff. Uh, what were your initial thoughts? when Tim announced in the chat they were dropping Brian Robinson. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was absolutely hilarious. Uh, I thought it was um, thought it was a very interesting move, and it only just goes to highlight, I guess, number one, Tim and JP are clearly in some alliance. <laughs> because, like, and you could try to hide it probably a little bit better. You, you could try to pick, like, a more middling player than – Brian Robinson, the worst player on his team, yeah. literally has no value. <laughs> like you could have said, I don't know, dude. Like even like Devin Singletary or like Amari <laughs> Cooper, I think I would have been like, oh, that's odd, but like, all right, whatever. Um, but yeah, Brian Robinson, dude, like, come on, Tim. Yeah, <laughs> that's weird. There's clearly cahoots there. That's a topic for a different day because, I mean, like you said, they didn't even hide it, so that's going to get very interesting. Um. What did get interesting, obviously, was the little, uh, I don't know if I call it deal-making, deal-staking, whatever. Um, apparently, uh, Ben Wiener agreed to send $5 of fab to John T's team and Dan Matt's team and send Gino to Tim's team in return for, I guess, not taking their player. Is that how you understood it? Yeah, yeah. It was basically like a mafia-style like racketeering shakedown, where I think Tim literally was like, because I guess like the whole big thing for everybody for context is that Ben Wiener has Travis Kelsey and like Tim was basically like, 
hey, Travis Kelsey is going to go off your team unless, like, you make this worth my while. And then he basically held Ben Wiener up for ten dollars in Geno Smith, um, like, which is hysterical. Which is no, it's not. <laughs> I, I would rather not have Travis Kelsey in the game. Yeah, I feel like they could have gotten so much more out of it. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's crazy. Uh, um, I thought it was, I thought it was great. And what would have made it extremely interesting is if they did that and then made JP drop somebody actually good, and then we're like, oh wow, look at them like scheming. But instead, yeah, literally got nothing out of it. Yep. Yeah. I, um, I don't really understand, uh, where that all came from or whose idea it really was or how that all took place. But yeah, I thought it was an odd move. Tim, I don't even know. I've never even like seen like, yeah, like a racketeering scheme like this done within a game. So impressive by Tim, I guess. Well, so now this is where, uh, we need to have a conversation because, Things are interesting. Things are getting weird. And this conversation needs to be recorded. All perspectives need to be seen. And things are very, very odd uh, with this move, to put it bluntly. Um, Obviously, you're now out of the game. So I kind of take your perspective as like the kind of co-commissioner. And we'll be doing like a lot of helping with me uh, with stuff while I'm still in the game. Um, I need your opinion on kind of a take uh, that kind of happened. So. I woke up, full disclosure, today at like 3 p.m. Uh, all of this had already happened. So I had no real input and say on anything as it was going on. Um, I'm just kind of catching up on everything that happened afterwards. Um, I had texts from Ben Wiener from before the announcement of what was happening that says, I don't actually want to give this stuff to Tim. I'm just telling him I'm going to give him this stuff. Uh, to see if you'll like avoid dropping my players and my initial reaction is i have genuinely no idea how to feel about this or how to react to it uh, because obviously if this is real survivor that's something you could get away with but obviously this is like virtual and what you say over text is probably should be and or sh- like should be cemented um so i i'm not sure here uh i'm kind of curious how you feel about that um, I talked to Ben Wiener myself, and we kind of came to an understanding that, like, oh, like, the fab part of it, that's something that, like, should be and, like, bonded over text. Once you agree to trade fab over text, that's, like, cemented because yep. that's something I'm in charge of. Like, you can't actually in- uh, exchange that. But there's the Geno Smith factor of all of this. That is the actual um, the debate here because there was – they. They didn't accept a trade. There's no like they still haven't accepted a trade between Geno Smith and a player on Tim's team. So that is where I need your opinion. Um, I don't know. I I I don't know. All right. So from my perspective, as much as I do just want to say Tim should just be screwed because it's Tim. I'm not. I I do think that the trade should go through. Um, because other otherwise, I think like if not, Tim would just say. All right, well, like we're just gonna drop, we're just gonna drop Travis Kelsey instead. And again, like his teammates did not agree to this, by the way. Like if, this was all like a Tim thing where he went rogue. It's, it seems like, um, which I think makes the whole thing even way funnier. Well, and that's um, why it's annoying because one, why couldn't you like just put the trade through first and then do it? Like, why is this this gray area that's happening where? Uh, we're allowing this to possibly be a controversy. It's like, just accept the trade and then do it or something. Yep. No, I mean, this is just who Tim is. Yeah. So, 
Um, no, I think I think it should stand how he said it. Leave it like that. And his tribe's probably gonna be pissed at him, but um, they should be because he he just went rogue and crazy like that, and it's hard to align with somebody who's just gonna go straight out of pocket that way. So um, absolute madness and chaos. Yeah, uh, I agree. That's probably how I'm gonna handle it. Um, I kind of I again I have my own interests like in the game, so it's like I it's hard for me to just like make a decision on this and be like, yeah, I'm the commissioner. What I say goes, but obviously there's certain things that benefit me and certain things that don't. So I needed an outside opinion. Um, I'm going to go with that, but I am going to give you my ultimate perspective on what I was thinking. It's like, cause if this is survivor, man, Jeff Probst isn't like, Oh, like I'm going to make you return your players to each other. Like this is a similar, like what if we're borrowing players and I just decided not to give them back? Like what, what's the line, you know? I feel like there needs to be a line of who can lie and what you can lie about. And that's why this whole thing was so stupid to me. It's like, just make them fucking drop a player. Why do we have to get cute? Yeah, exactly. Um, and again, this is all like a a big – Tim trying to be big brained here. And he's just trying to go something – doing something crazy. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I still – I tend to feel like, again, it's just the, the honor rule system. But again, if – if you think as the if you think that he should not have to trade Geno Smith, I don't know. I, to me, I think it's okay. I think well, I it, think it should he should. Here's how it's going to be handled, though. He's going to trade Geno Smith. It's going to go through. But from now on, this is on the podcast. This is like live. Like you could check back on this. There will be tape. Like it will be referenced. If anyone complains about it, you have to make the trade beforehand. Like there's there's no transaction like there has to be a transaction that is upheld to because in survivor if i'm like hey i'll give you an idol uh if you don't vote me out and then you don't vote me out i don't have to give you my idol in survivor like you know what i'm you know see my perspective here i i know i completely do it tim should have waited he should should have waited until like the, the trade actually like was uh put through or at well, least like even accept put it. in writing they didn't even accept yeah. a trade it's one thing if I'm the commissioner, I didn't like push it through because I was sleeping, but they didn't even propose or accept a trade. Yeah, no, I, I, I get you. Yeah, uh, no, I completely get that. Well, we're gonna push I, it through. We're, we're gonna push it through. I think just based on precedent of this never happening before. But for future reference, do not go by word of anybody. Like just because someone says something to you, doesn't mean it's official. This is Survivor. No. You can lie. You can deceive. Like, Ben Wiener, I, he should have the right to not do the trade, but I'm going to put it through anyway because of just, again, this hasn't happened before. But, um, yeah, just for future reference, nothing is final unless there's, like, a actual transaction that goes through in the league. Fab is obviously different because Fab, there is no official transaction for. Um, but even that is a sketchy thing. Like, I wouldn't agree to something until you have it. Like, you should have had the fab and then announced you're dropping Brian Robinson. No, yeah, definitely. Um, I think that sigh of relief here for everybody is um, if you're still in the game and you're listening to this, uh, just know that you're not going to come in. You're you're one step ahead of Tim because he's definitely not winning anymore <laughs> after all this. So uh, just think we'll get we'll get it this way. There may be a scandal and a big headache, but everyone else besides Tim is one step closer to winning the whole thing. So congratulations. <laughs> I like the way you put it there. And we'll close it on that. So final remarks. 
just don't agree. Just don't. This is a game of trust. It's a game of deceit. You can't assume that just because someone texted you like something is true that it's true. Like you have to wait till a commissioner confirms that you should at least reach out to the commissioner and be like, yo, we're doing this. Not just announce it right in the chat wherever I, before I can give you like feedback or advice or anything. Like just confirm it, like confirm it with me or something. Just go about it a better way. That's all I'm saying. There are, there were so many better ways to handle this situation. Yep. I agree. I all definitely right. agree with that. Moving on. Um, there wasn't many trades. We kind of talked about all the moves. Uh, John T uh, made with uh, team math. Um, and then I had a, tra- a couple trades as well, but we mentioned that with the interview. Uh, with our latest EVICD, so we don't really need to get into all that. There were no major, major trades or anything that actually mattered that happened this week. Um, we'll move on into our waiver wire recap. Uh, we'll send that over to future Steve. Uh, Riley, are you excited to see where any of your players end up? Uh, yeah, no, not really. Um, <laughs> I guess I hope you. Just, I hope oh. you get a good. I hope you get a couple of good players though, Steve. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, it, Chubb is the, obviously the big name. Um, other than that, I don't think there's like going to be a guy. I think Tua could go for a decent amount just because he's been good at quarterback. But other than that, I don't think there's going to be a lot of huge moves. Do you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I kind of feel like Mike Evans is like he still puts up decent numbers. I mean, Godwin yeah. really hasn't. But yeah, it's mostly going to be. That team has just been a mess. <laughs> Yeah, it's it, that was another thing that just really screwed me over. But yeah, it's probably good. Mostly going to be uh, majority of money is going to Chubb, and then we'll see about Tua. All right. Well, future Steve, take over. Hello, everyone. Future Steve here with a waiver wire update. Uh, not too much to report on. Riley's team wasn't exactly stacked uh, with a ton of talent, but there is a few uh, major acquisitions we have to talk about. Uh, the first being Nick Chubb. Everyone wanted to know where Nick Chubb was going to go. And it was Team Math, back from the dead, splurges with his newfound fab all on Nick Chubb. He puts $19 on Nick Chubb. Doesn't sound like a lot, but with the fab market right now, it was basically all his fab and a giant chunk to get him. Smart move. His team needed star power, and he got it. Um Nothing really surprising. I mean, I, I kind of figured he was going to go after him, but I wondered if maybe he would sprinkle Fab on other players instead. But no, I think this was the right move for Math. Uh, definitely makes sense when, I mean, he needed a home run hitter to get in his lineup because he had a bunch of mediocre talent. Now he has one of the best running backs in the league. So a nice move for Math. Uh, Steven Fishback brings in Mike Evans. Uh, I don't trust any Buccaneers receivers, um, but I mean Mike Evans is Mike Evans. I think he's a top ten ranked wide receiver. He dropped nine bucks on him. Uh, Fishback had a lot of fab to spare, so very very uh, indifferent on that move. Doesn't really upgrade a team that much, but uh, I mean, hey, what are you gonna do? Uh, Salty Spittoon adds another quarterback to his roster in Tua. He drops ten bucks on Tua. Uh, very solid for him. He needed a quarterback. Uh, he's been in search of quarterbacks for pretty much the whole year. Uh, so a nice move for the Salty Spittoon. Pretty much the rest of his budget uh, going towards Tua. Uh, and that was pretty much it. There's really not uh, much else. Team leader got DJ Moore for a buck, but DJ Moore kind of stinks now. Same with David Montgomery. He got them both for a dollar. I mean, bargain bin price. Uh, can't complain. Nice additions to his team, but 
we're getting to the point where players like this aren't really going to matter that much anymore. Uh, Wu, Chris Godwin, 11 bucks. Same thing for Mike Evans. I mean, the Buccaneers receivers, the whole Bucks as a whole, just aren't good. So, whatever. Good on you guys. I don't know. I wasn't interested in the Buccaneers receivers at all. They just, Tom Brady stinks, the Bucks stink. I, I want no part of it. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Nothing really uh, too major going on, so I'll toss it back to the past boys. All right. Thank you, future Steve, future myself, for all that groundbreaking info. Hopefully, I got Nick Chubb. That'd be cool. That'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> um, we'll close out the pod by kind of getting into next week, uh, what lies ahead, and what to expect to happen. Uh, next week's event, we have eight remaining in the game. So we're down to an eight-man league. So teams are going to start to get better. Um, it's going to start to look like, oh, well, how do you have that fantasy team? Like, that team, like, you must be in, like, a six-team league. Well, it's like, I actually am now. Yeah, at this point, I am in a six-team league. Yeah. So uh, teams will start to get interesting. Buys are starting to short up. We had the craziest buy week last week with six teams on buy. There's not going to be as many buys. But there's still going to be a few of a few teams affected. Um, in terms of the event and challenge to expect, uh, we have our final wheel spin of the game in week ten. Um, it's an individual wheel spin. The highest scorer of the week will win immunity, and the lowest scorer of the week will have five spots on a wheel. And the last five spots on the wheel will be a vote. Uh, whoever gets the most votes from the tribe. We'll get five spots on the wheel. Uh, and, yeah, that's that's what to expect this week. Any initial reactions? I love the wheel spins. Um, okay. I, they're always fun. I hope one of the good teams goes home. That's all have, I care about. Do you have point. any initial thoughts on who you think will receive the most votes this week? Oh, that's a good question. Um, now we could ask you this. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know what? Again, I brought it up. I mean, John T's team, I think, is the point, is far and away better than everybody else. He's played the much better game. So, I don't know how you couldn't. You know what I mean? And, again, yeah. this is not be this is not be biased. I just don't know how you couldn't try to throw the most votes. I don't know if he, if he was not immune. Yeah, uh, I obviously will not give my input uh, just because I'm still in the game. Uh, but it definitely makes sense. I mean, he's clearly played the best game and has the best team. Uh, now he has Fab, too, so it makes for an interesting target. Uh, we will see, though, how things will play out. I'm sure it will be hectic. I'm sure it will be a lot of fun. We'll be live on Instagram on Monday for the reading of the vote. Or, no, sorry, on Tuesday for the reading of the votes um, and a recap of how everything went down. Uh, that's the challenge this week. Uh, Riley, if you looked around the league in terms of teams in danger, is there any team – that you sense could be in trouble this week for their team's performance? Oh, um, I guess, like, I don't know. I think Dan, at this point, has a, a solid chance of being uh, one of the players going home, I feel like, at this, at this point. But who knows? He may still end up squeezing it out. Um, other than that, I don't know. I know um, JP's team, uh, right now he's projected to have the least amount of people, but... Uh, or the least amount of points, but he also has like less people because he's no one's starting now that he has like he dropped had to drop Brian Robinson, so he's gonna have to obviously uh, get a little bit cute on the waiver wire here. But it's all chance JP's team also goes home as well. That's another one. Yeah, wouldn't be surprised. I mean, it wouldn't be fitting this year to have a wheel spin without math involved. I feel like yep. he's on pretty much every wheel, so that is a fair expectation. Lord uh, of the wheel. 
Yeah, my team, as always, stinks. Uh, my team's not good. Uh, Lamar on by. Definitely don't love that. If there's a week I'm going to go out, it's probably without my guy. So, can I can I also say there's a solid chance that Team Pal out of nowhere ends up going home. Really? If only because Josh Allen's health is now up in the air. True. So who knows whatever everything's going on there. True, true, true. That should be interesting. I didn't even think about that. I'm worried for that. I don't. I'm worried he could uh need like Tommy John surgery or something. I know, no, that that would make me really sad. I I don't like yeah. Josh Allen. I was gonna say I, yeah, I don't want Allen hater, yeah. but even you can wish for that. Yeah. No, that that would stink because he's so much fun to watch. Yeah, well, him and like the MLB playoffs, uh, MLB playoffs, Not the MLB him, playoffs, and the actual NFL playoffs. That would suck. We very much need him there for inevitable Chiefs Bills game or maybe even a Ravens Bills game. That'd be fun. Yes, those those would be fun games. Um, other than that, yeah, I mean, I think we pretty much touched on everything. Um, is there anything else you notice or want to talk about before we sign off? Um, no, not really. I'm, uh, I'm content overall. I'm Ben Wiener. I'm pulling for you. I really hope that, uh, you figure it out and, uh, everything ends up going well. Honestly, like, I guess now that he has like his team's all set up, it's fine, but his team actually is like low-key stacked too. Like, now that he has, like, Kelsey and everybody back, so he could also be fine or someone to look out for. For sure. It's definitely a sorry, sorry situation for what happened. I didn't like the way things were handled, as we made clear earlier in this podcast. Um, Once again, Steve is wrapping up this podcast by saying, do not go on the word of other tribe mates for anything. Tim, anybody else in this league, don't announce things if you're not the commissioner. Tell me what you're planning on doing so I could finalize it, so I can make it official, and so things actually go smoothly and we don't run into any issues because this was a fucking disaster, and I hated it. I hated all of it. Great uh, job, Tim. Great job. <laughs> so there you have it. Uh, another week of Survivor Fantasy Football in the books. Uh, follow along with us on at Pod on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, whatever. Um, hoop beans are in action. Football beans are in action. It's a lot of a lot of stuff going on in those feeds. So make sure you stay tuned to listen to everything we got going on. And until then, we will catch you guys next time.